this is Rowan. This is Patty. And welcome to the first episode of our No Filter podcast. K-N-O-W Filter. Yes. Um, so I guess we'll do a quick little recap of how Patty and I became friends so you kind of know and understand our relationship. Um, basically, the universe and good vibes brought us <laughs> together. Um, I'll try to keep it as short and sweet as possible, but about four years ago, five years ago? Four. Four to five years ago, um, we, Patty and I were, you know, we were friends at the time, but not super close. We were like, never hung out by ourselves or, you know, had any type of one-on-one interactions. It was always just in group settings and mutual friends. And a friend of mine had tickets to go see The weekend at OVO in Canada. Um, (laughs) The weekend brought (laughs) us together. Um, But she couldn't make it because her passport was expired. At the time, The weekend was a very new artist and not many people knew who he was. So she asked me if I wanted to take her tickets and go since she couldn't make it. So then I started thinking, who do I know um, in my circle of friends that knows The weekend and likes The weekend? And Patty came to mind. Um, so I just kind of took a shot in the dark, hit her up, and was like, yo, we barely know each other, but do you want to go to Canada together? <laughs> um, and, and I was like, hell no, I don't know you, bitch. <laughs> Psych. But, yeah, us being the free-spirited animals that we are... Um, Patty was like, sure, why not? We tried to find other friends that were down to go. Nobody wanted to, and we were just like, fuck it. So we took a very long road trip to Canada, you know, in a car for eight hours together, um, starting, started to get n- to know each other. And I found out her real last name, which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, basically we had a really dope weekend. It was awesome. And ever since we've just been traveling and sharing our lust for life, our love for food, good conversation, and just, you know, exploring this world. So, yeah, so we did all that. And then, um, which brings us to now, fast forward to four years, four or five years later, and we realized that we wanted to do a podcast. Why did we want to do a podcast? Um, I think that we just came together and realized that there really aren't any young, well, yeah, young female voices out there um, just navigating through today's world and society and all the craziness that happens on a day-to-day basis. And the women that are out there on podcasts, on reality TV, whatever it may be, um, they already seem to have some type of notoriety, some type of celebrity. So, you know, that's why people are more attracted to them. So I don't feel like, um, you know, women in their 20-somethings really have anybody to listen to and to be like, oh my God, that happens to me too. Or, you know, I never knew about this. I never knew about that. So we thought it'd be really cool to come together and just try this out and see what happens. We have no idea what we're doing, (laughs) but (laughs) I mean, it's just like, we just want to share kind of our, you know, real life situations and, and, and kind of open up more and show our truer sides because right now we're just living in a world that's kind of driven by social media and there's a lot of misconceptions that come with it when people see your Instagram page and even if you you, you try to be as open a book as 
as you want to be. Like for me, for instance, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to create this kind of like lifestyle or whatever, but it kind of just happens. People just see what you put up. It's a very one dimensional world and they see your pictures or even when you try to share some deeper feelings and thoughts on there, they just, they still don't get the full picture. Yeah. And, um, we, we don't want to be fake. We want to be real. We want people to know and be able to have females around their age that they can connect to and kind of just hear our everyday kind of conversations. Like we're just going to be talking about things that we normally talk about. Um, and hopefully, you know, touches somebody or inspires somebody or just gives you a place where you feel safe and you feel like, Hey, I, I get it. I can connect to this. So, um, yeah. Yes. And, um, speaking of, I feel like I haven't seen Rewanted on my <laughs> <laughs> news feeds lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, about that. Rewanted. <laughs> so Rewanted is my social media handle. Um, yeah. I, I decided I wanted to do a detox. It's actually coming down to the end of that detox. Um, I, I took a step back and I, and I started realizing I spend entirely too much time on social media. Um, not necessarily like addicted to it. I'm not like obsessive. I'm not trying to like post things or create this kind of brand. I was just, you know, being myself. But then so, you almost get into this momentum where you feel like you have it to post. It gets you. Yeah, you feel like, okay, now <laughs> I have a following and now I need to give them something. And it, and it's like, I don't know, it just becomes a cycle. Or I wake up and I, I check my Instagram feed or right before bed, I'm checking my Instagram feed. And it's just this feeling of like wanting to be connected all the time. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. Like you don't realize that you're doing it until you stop. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of like social media. We're just kind of been conditioned into it. I mean, when you think about it, we are really almost like the last of a dying breed, which a friend of mine is, a friend of ours is writing kind of a book about that. And basically the idea of how social media started with us, it started with our generation. Like we yep. started with AOL and then AIM profiles and then from in chat rooms Facebook? and no, from AIM, it went to MySpace. Oh yeah. And, oh wow. Mi gente. Right. And then like, <laughs> And even just the psychological aspects that come with it, like MySpace and your top eight and just like ha creating these kind of worlds. Why'd you take me off your top eight though? We beefing? Like <laughs> Why'd you move me from, from, from three to four? Like what did I do to have to step down in your top eight? And just this kind of psychological. Wow, so wild. I never thought about that. Yeah. This like psychological <laughs> thing that starts happening where you, you, you don't feel good enough. Yeah. And that's really what like social media is becoming. I feel like then from MySpace, it was Facebook and you could only have at that time when Facebook came out, you could only have a Facebook if, if you, you were, were in college, college. the college email. Yep. I liked that. I loved that because it was so much better. And I thought I was popping as shit because I graduated a semester early from <laughs> high school. So I got to be on Facebook before early. all of my friends. And I was like, ha. This you ain't so shit cool. <laughs> but then of course it got open up to everyone and then you know instagram came along which i i instagram was really cool at the time because it was simple and it was basic and it was just pictures and it took me a while to get it i did not understand yeah what the purpose of, I, twitter took me the longest i think twitter i'm still not even into. <laughs> like i just i don't know i tried to get into it and that's another thing it's like you see everyone doing it and you're like wait a second i need to try to 
get into this thing. Like I need to adapt right, and be connected and know what's going on with my friends. Um, yeah. And then now Snapchat, like, I like Snapchat. I don't, it can go, it can, people do it really wrong, but I, you can do it really right. I don't know. I get it. I'm not going to say I hate it. I think I have like a love hate relationship with it. I think the idea of it being temporary, I guess. Okay. I guess I have both sides of how I feel about it. Okay. So the, the, the one sided of it is, okay, it doesn't last. It's only 20, you know, it lasts 24 hours. It gives you kind of that feeling of, um, feeling free and being able to show your true side. Cause you know, it's not going to be up there forever yeah, or whatever. But then on the other hand, it's like, then what's the point? Like you're creating this content and you're sharing these things with people, but then it's just going to be gone. So I understand it for like people like, yes, Jules is dope. Yeah. You know, like she's taken over Snapchat. I think watching her is it's entertaining. It's fucking cool. It's great to see like, you know, how she lives her life and she lives a very, um, entertaining type of lifestyle and that's cool and she does it right but then for for other people who are just kind of yeah for some people it helps them right like especially coming off instagram there's some people and because like that's you know mainly mostly i mean they added video relatively recently but for some people that you only see their face and you want to be like oh what is your life like though like some people do it right and you get to see their actual life outside of just posting pictures and posing and like curating this like perfectly set photo and then there's some people that you realize that they you don't want to you don't want to know what their life is like like they're not interesting at all and you know and you choose to follow people or not and that's the same on everything else so I don't know I like it I like little snippets of people of of what people are doing sometimes sometimes it is overwhelming I just so okay yeah it's cool to get those little snippets and it's cool to have that but then I just think about why like, why, why do we want to show what we're doing so much? Like, why do we, I, I feel like there's a way to be connected to people and a way to be able to like, I don't, you know, connect with different audiences. And, and I, I love that there's all these platforms to do so, but it's like, what's, what's the point? What's actually coming out of, I guess, sharing, you know, what I'm eating right now or sharing like me walking down the street or people snapchatting like walking their dogs it's almost like snapchat is becoming the new facebook status like yeah oh I had you know I had a really bad day today and you know all this stuff and it's it's nice when people actually show the bad sides because a lot of times you only get the good side of everything on social media in this like fantasy world but it's just almost like why why do we why are we feeling this need to share so much and that's what it's coming down to not that it's right or wrong but it's yeah like, why it's we're being conditioned and it's just the this, culture that's formed right which is kind of it's just really crazy to me and i guess and for once me, you get there it's really hard to turn back exactly <laughs> so i think for me with me doing my like detox i'm kind of just trying to like refocus because i understand i have a platform i also f- fully fully am aware and understand that we live in a society where beauty matters and sex sells yeah you know and i and i i so i'm aware of this that beauty matters and i'm aware that my looks could get me 
into certain places. And I, I, I take that as a privilege. I take it as a, I don't Definitely. take it ever for granted that, you know, I'm, someone might think like, I'm a pretty face for me. It's a privilege because I've, it's going to open up one door, but what I want to do is now regain focus. And how can I be more than just a pretty face? How can I use my influence or like the reason why people want to see, hear what I have to say, mm-hmm. but say something that's worth hearing, you know? Yeah. And that's basically the point of our podcast. And kind of when I do come back onto Instagram, it's just kind of trying to regain focus on how I can use my platform to just connect better and, and help people in some way yeah and don't get us wrong i mean we still like to have fun of course we still like to be crazy and do stupid stuff i mean we're human we're gonna fall into um you know using social media for things that aren't gonna progress us or whatever it's just us being like silly and fun or whatever but it's just being more conscious about it yeah no of course i mean i'm not please i i took a fucking <laughs> dope ass photo shoot the other week and i believe i'm posting those pictures on instagram like there's nothing wrong with being sexy there's nothing wrong with feeling sexy there's nothing wrong with you know taking pictures and f- if you feel comfortable in your skin and if you want to share that with the world awesome i'm not knocking anyone who you know because uh, then i would just sound like a hypocrite yeah but i do think that there's could always still be you know more to be done and and just using all facets of of your strengths you know whether if if you look good and but if you have a voice like use it so that's what we're what I'm kind of trying to yeah and i think that um recently we came across an article um it's been posted on a couple a couple different sites have covered it or magazines whatever of the young australian instagram model who has mm-hmm. dramatically decided to quit instagram and has really tried to shine a light on these instagram models and like what it actually takes for them to have the likes and how it like affects them on a daily basis and i think um the article that we read was on nicole bitchy n-e-c-o-l-e bitchy.com or xo nicole now i think she changed it um but i think her name was essa asena essa I don't even know. Isenia O'Neill, I think, maybe. I might be fucking that up. But she's a 19-year-old girl from Australia. And when I first read this article, I thought... When I started reading it, I thought, you know, it's really cool. Like, she's doing this. She realized that um, it's not just about how many likes you get or how many companies or whatever contact you to promote for them and stuff. Um, But she really felt like... I guess for lack of a better word, she was getting addicted to it and she was losing like herself in, in social media. And so she decided to quit social media and try to use her platform for something greater. And the article is really, really good. Personally, it's crazy because you sent that to me after I had started my detox yeah. and I was like, holy shit, this is exactly like what I'm feeling and what I'm doing. Yeah, I know you yeah. hadn't seen it yet. So I sent it in our little group chat or I think I sent it in the group chat or just to you. But either way, um, and I think with the, the, the girl shining the light on Instagram and, and letting people know, like, just so you know, these Instagram chicks, like, they're getting paid to do this. Like, they're not just living these amazing lives. You know, they're spending... Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get paid for shit. <laughs> You're not an Instagram chick. I won't. People think I am, though. That's the thing. All right. Well, we can say that you're not at this point in life. 
you're just someone cool that has really cool pictures and does really cool stuff, but you've never been paid for anything. Yeah, like, but they, nobody knows that, and that's... I know, that's, not, that's what right, I'm saying right. now. So that's, like, yeah. the thing. It's, like, you never know. Yeah, so she's, you know, was just shining the light on all this. I think what she... Her point that she's trying to get across is great because it gives young girls this new truth about social media mm-hmm. and about Instagram that they maybe didn't know that they spend like eight hours a day taking one selfie that they can post mm-hmm. or like they go to all these locations on purpose to take these pictures in a bathing suit to tag the bathing suit company but they're getting paid for all this or like you know and editing photos like they spend 12 hours like editing photos and all this stuff like all of this is talked about it in the article and that is insane and I get what she's trying to say but I feel like she went about it in a very, like, um, uh, very aggressive and very negative way of doing it. Because at the end of the day, that was your job. You were getting paid to do a job and you wanted to do it. And also, I forget that she's really young. So that can also have a, a, a difference in how you think about it. So for like us, it's really easy to realize like, yes, it's fake. Not everybody, nobody like really looks like that all the time. Some people do. Well, he, well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think, yes, at one point she was getting paid, you know, she was getting paid for her posts and all this stuff. And then I think she realized that it was very unfulfilling because, and that's fine, but that's not the way she came across in like her video and stuff. Like she made it seem like she was kind of like forced to do it, you know? Like, that's the sense that I got personally when I read it. Obviously, you know, everyone's going to take something different from it. Yeah. I mean, I think she had a a breakthrough and it was intense for her. So I think she just kind of had to, like, let it out. And whichever way she decided to do it or didn't, I think it's important that she is showing these younger girls because I think I mean we we've seen social media as it's progressed and we understand how it's changed and we understand how people use Instagram to make money and we can we can decipher the difference between a real post and an advertisement or whatever Um, but then there's these younger girls these young even younger generations that are coming into these platforms that have never lived life outside of social media which yeah. we have have n- don't know what it's like to just never have an Instagram or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I think she said in the article she started when she was like fifteen or something. Like when I was so fifteen, young. I didn't even have a phone. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> what? I didn't get a phone until I was like seventeen. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's it's important. It's I mean, Instagram and social media is basically the new reality TV. Yeah. You know, people are creating these these lifestyles where you're just seeing all the per the perfection you know they've created full-time jobs around instagram like you said like eight hours a day taking pictures for the perfect shot for one thing i mean that is a full-time job that's not really living yeah you know that's not it's not real life and but they're curating it in a way that it seems like it is and so it's a facade it's this kind of world that people are, are feeding into um and it's, it's crazy because it does take over you. And even with me, like I, I've never promoted anything on my Instagram. I don't, I'm not like, I'm not the protein tea, you know, IG type of girl, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Make your money. I, I'm not going to judge you, but I can, you, you can see that you're just, it's an, it's an ad, you know, there's nothing yeah. natural about it. And it's not for me. I just never wanted to become human spam. I just always wanted to share like myself you know, 
if you feel cute one day, you take a selfie, you post it, you, you do a sexy photo shoot, you want to show this side of you because you know in 40 years you're not going to look like that anymore. <laughs> like, fuck it. Let's like, why not embrace who I am now? Or if I have a quote that inspired me or, or my travels. So I've, I've tried to keep it as real as possible, but even so it still takes over you because then you, you've got this people following you and you feel like you have to give them something to see. Yeah. And in, in my detox, has anyone really noticed that I was gone besides like my close friends? No, life fucking goes on. You yeah. know what I mean? And it wasn't even about trying to make an impact or make, see if people miss me, but it's like, they're still, they're still going to keep going on with their daily lives. And in a sense, like people are, with social media, it almost makes you, it makes you feel like, okay, I, I, I'm existing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it didn't happen unless I posted it or yeah. like this type of idea. You know what I mean? It almost, and I think, I mean, I don't know about for you or even for me, like, I don't feel this way all like, actually, I don't think I've ever felt this way, but I think for some people, it's like, if you're not on social media, it almost sometimes makes your friends or acquaintances or people that you hang out with reach out to you more because they're like what have you been doing like where are you like what you know where it's like if you're posting stuff on like snapchat or instagram they're like oh i saw you were at this party last night like how was that da, da, da. like that looked like so much fun when so-and-so did this did that it's like they already know your whole night like you don't even have to have a conversation yeah like, <laughs> i don't even need to talk to you because you already know what i did like all weekend so you know taking time away from that or not posting as much can really give you an idea like just give you more to like talk about and connect like face to face like right. in person and then it's also just like visual overload you know what yeah. i mean like even just you know getting off the subway and walking home you, i'm looking at my feet you know i'm just like oh yeah. let me see what's going on instead of th looking at other pe like real people's faces yeah. while i'm walking down the street or yeah. just being being present and yeah. that's what it comes down to it's like one day we're gonna look up from our phones and see like robots walking around right and not like, even when, realize when how did this we happen? you know when did this happen but it's just yeah for me it's just more about being present and at the end of the day as much as social media was was supposed to be to connect people i feel like it's it's causing kind of a disconnect yeah because um yeah you're just you're trying so much to capture the moment that sometimes we lose touch with actually living in the moment and, and just appreciating it because it's happening. And it's, and even if you didn't take a picture of it, it's happening and it's okay. And not everyone needs to see and you have a story know. to tell. Right. And that kind of bring actually that it's funny. The article that you sent me about that girl, she had mentioned a book that she was reading and yeah. I had, I started reading it at the same time. It was really weird. And it's called The Power of Now. And Oprah Winfrey has put it on top of her. Like, Oprah. it's one of her favorite books. Like, she treats it like her Bible, basically. Um, and it's by Eckhart Tolle. And it's a profound book. Like, every single sentence, like, just rings with truth. And it's basically, it, it's... It's, it's trying to get you to just live in the now, to separate from your analytical mind and not use your mind so much and just kind of be a present being and understand your connection to the, to the, just the universe and the world around you. It's a, it helps you view death in a different way. It helps you view your dreams in a different way. It helps you just understand like your purpose of why you're here. And the most beautiful quote from the book that I was just like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. Um, 
is, he said, you are here to enable the divine purpose of the universe to unfold. That is how important you are. Like every single one of us are here for mm-hmm. a reason mm-hmm. and the universe would never unfold or keep going if we, if we weren't here. It's, you know what I mean? Each one of well, us yeah. has this purpose. Um, and it's beautiful. And my favorite chapter was about the portals into the unmanifested world. And that's basically about your dreams and everyone needs to read this book. <laughs> I, we should do like a, a book, a book, like club. a book club type of situation where yeah, we kind of read the book and, and, and go over it because, um, yeah, which is a nice thing. Cause I've also been able to do a lot more reading now since I haven't been like doing everything on my phone. So I've, I read the alchemist, which was great. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to read that The power of now. And the one after that is the awakening of your, of your life's purpose. But, um, yeah, at some point we'll get our website going and we'll have all this stuff posted for anybody ever listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> They can go on there and see what we're reading, see kind of like what inspired us to talk about, you know, the different episode, like the, whatever the topics that we have on our different episodes and stuff. So that'll hopefully be up there. But yeah, this one was a pretty actually became a very serious conversation. It did. It did. And just <laughs> it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be like, we won't but be just good. talking about these things. Like we'll be talking from anything from fucking sex to travel, travel, to bomb ass food, being a cancer survivor. Patty, what shout up? out to you. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> yeah, um, and just yeah. our everyday like interactions and just life, man. Just life. life. It happens every single day. I think the moral of, you know, our conversation that we just had is to just appreciate it and realize that whether you're in it or not, it's going to pass you by. So you might as well tune in to your own life. And to No Filter Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> tune on in. Um, what else? And is there anything else that you want to, um, we want to touch on? This has been a really short episode. I thought we were talking for a long time. I know, but... it feels that way all the time. Um, I guess I can talk about the book I'm reading. I'm not really that far into it. I just, I started reading it before we went to California and then I stopped reading it and then I started again. So I was reading it on the train here and it's called, um, Sex at Dawn. I think it's here. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. It's pretty amazing. So it's called Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan and Casilda Jetho, mm. maybe. And it's uh, the little tagline is how we meet, why we stray, and what it means for modern relationships. And so my cousin put me onto this book. And that might sound weird because the title is called Sex at Dawn. Whatever. <laughs> but um, that's not what it's about. It's not about sex. It's not a erotic novel. It's about the history and evolution of mankind and sexuality. And the first couple chapters are about, like, Darwin and all these other scientists and how they discovered human sexuality and how people mate and um, how we kind of all started from community. And is monogamy really real? Mm-hmm. And monogamy, I, when I say that, I don't mean like when you're in a relationship with somebody, like it's okay to go cheat on them. That's not like sexually, that's not what it means. But like basically, 
when you are in a relationship with somebody, whether it's a romantic relationship, friendship, whatever, that one human being is not going to fulfill every single need that you have. So if you're married, your husband or your wife, I'm sorry if I'm breaking the world with this, but they're not going to fulfill every need that you have. Right, because nobody's perfect. Yeah, they're not, like, whatever it is, if, you know, there's, they don't like the same movies you like. Like, even on that basic-ass level, like, you're going to have to find somebody else to, like, talk about certain topics with or like go play golf with or whatever it is that you want to do so it's kind of the idea of that and the idea of community and the idea that you don't just need one person for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. in whatever sense that makes sense to you you know yeah that kind of comes down to also someone was mentioned to me that they read an article about basically the difference between your soulmate and Mm -hmm. your life partner Mm -hmm. and there's there's they're two different things and they can be two different people absolutely or many people if that if that's it I mean your life partner is is going to be that person that you yes that you are going to spend like your life with your partner in life yeah and it doesn't have to be an intimate intimate relationship either your life partner is the person that you want to business right travel right eating whatever Mm mm-hmm and then your soulmate is kind of just that they say that your soulmate is that person that you're going to lock. You'll never be able to escape, you know, but they're not necessarily your life partner. They're not necessarily the person that you are intended to spend the rest of your life with because they might not fulfill all of the things that, or at least the minimum requirements that you need personally, whatever that may be. And you may not even know what they are. It might take you a while to figure it out. But, I mean, I've definitely, over the last year or so, have realized, you know, that monogamy is not realistic for humans in that sense. Yeah. I mean, I think monogamy is a very... And the definition of that word has changed over the years, and that's in the book also. I mean, that's also in the power of now, (laughs) is words and how... They've changed. Because we've made them. You know what I mean? Like, this is all this world that we're living in, the language that we use, the words that we use, the meanings that are behind them. It was all made by us. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a, <laughs> the content in this world is it's created by us. So I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm thinking about the time that we came up with the word squeeze instead of bleak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to. We were trying to bring the death to fleek. And we were like, you know what? Where are these fucking words coming from? Fleek. So I was like, you know what, Patty? Your hair is on squeeze today. So we were trying to make squeeze happen. It didn't happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. I mean, we didn't try hard enough. Like, it was just kind of our Maybe it'll happen right now. Guys, this podcast is on squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just saying. I don't know why that just popped into my head. But no, I think um, I think marriage and monogamy. I think it is a choice. I don't think it's something that it's the family's marriage. 
all of this stuff was created by us culturally yeah. in society. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think that it is definitely work. I think if you find someone you want to spend the rest of your life with and you commit to them and you you get married or whatever it is that you do, that is that it takes a lot of willpower and it is a challenge. It's an everyday challenge. And if you accept it, I think it's an amazing thing because I think I posted something about this on Instagram a little while ago. It's um, commitment is we, we commit to a lot of things. We commit to diets and lifestyles and, and, you know, jobs and careers or whatever, but I think it takes a lot to commit to another person. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, I think it is a beautiful thing. Which goes back it. to the way that social media is killing human connection because we can commit to all these things, but we can't commit to like having real human interactions and like committing to our own lives and like making them better on a daily basis. Yeah, no, yeah, it is a it's a very scary world, social media <laughs> and relationship wise. I mean, it, it just nothing's ever good enough. You know what I mean? nothing's ever enough and it makes you start feeling this way because you can be the most secure confident beautiful person but there's always going to be someone prettier than you Hell yeah. and there's Smarter always going to be someone that has more than you and richer than you yeah. more athletic than you and now that they're all showing it and you can see it and it's in your face and it's on social media it kind of eats away at you like yeah but then there's the other side of it too, where it's like, you're seeing all these people do these things and you're like, that's I can motivation. do that too. Right. Cause I feel like that's kind of like what happened with us and wanting to do a podcast. Like all these people are putting this stuff out there. And even, I mean, watching yes, Jules though, doing her Snapchat, just like we could do that too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, not that she doesn't work hard and whatever, but it gives you motivation to be like, all right, well I can do this too. And like, I can, well, how can I make it my own and like not be, not be better than her, but like find your own lane right. and, and make it great. Yeah, of course. It comes down to the person. I mean, I think mostly I get inspired by the people that yeah. I follow or I see, but I, if but it you're just not, depends on the type of person you are. Right. And, but there, there are a lot of people that are, that are insecure and, and, and it's easier to, to beat yourself up than it is to be motivated, you know? So Yeah. How did we get into this? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to play this back and like be like, how do we get to this point Oh, here? the book. The oh, book. the book. Yeah. So, uh, Sex at Dawn Sex and at the Dawn. Power of Now, two books that we are recommending for for you people to read. And Your sister's dying to get her hands on this. Oh, yeah. She did, she did tell me. It's going to be a while, though. She did tell me. I mean, and also like that article that I sent you, one of my coworkers sent me about about sexuality oh, about and like the women thing. yeah do we, we want to go into that i don't know i, I don't think know. maybe we i want to reread it and save it for, yeah, yeah. We'll save it another time <laughs> and like get my thoughts together on it <laughs> but basically yeah we'll have another conversation about sexuality and like my you know my views about sexuality i think it's a very uh gray area there is no black and white um when it comes to orientation and just how society kind of tries to always put everyone in a box. Love is love. Love is fucking love. So we'll shelf that. Yeah, we'll shelf that one. Damn, it's really only been talking for 35 minutes. How the hell do these podcast people talk for two hours? What do they talk about? Um, <laughs> like, well, I only listen to one podcast, and they talk about celebrities. It's fucking hilarious. But... Which we won't really be talking about that yeah. much. 
Yeah, but whatever. Um, so yeah, well, the thing is, is that I had a list of stuff, but it's in my phone, and I don't know if I go into it, if it'll stop the recording. <laughs> so we're uh, we're <laughs> podcasting on a budget, and oh, yeah, recording all of this. Let's this set the tone you. for yeah. everybody. Let's let them know where we are and, like, what's going on here. So we're currently in Brooklyn, New York, in Rowan's apartment cute little apartment here and we're sitting on her bed in like sweats and pjs some <laughs> candles lit we got some water we got buddha staring at us yeah we got a little music like low-key in the background i don't know if you could hear it but you know just got really... some pretty little firefly lights lit it's yeah. a very zen yeah the world map like we're just we're really <laughs> this is really our first episode <laughs> Welcome to my bedroom, y'all. I know hey. you've been dying to get in here. <laughs> Word. That's um, so funny. Um, yeah. Well, I guess also I, I want to share a little more for me why I wanted to do this podcast. Go for um, it. I mean, we said, we talked a lot about it earlier, but I, I recently had an interview for uh, a show that's being in the works. It's more of like a docu-series, and so they're... They, we're interviewing us to just gain um, an idea of these women. And basically, it's, it, the idea of the, the docuseries is, like, women within the industry, uh, whether, uh, like, music videos or... or but not like life. a love and hip-hop. No, not like a love and, and hip-hop. drama and fake and... Not at all. They want to, from what they're telling me and what the only way I will be involved in it is if it's done in a very aspirational and positive way. So... Inspirational? aspirational oh, and inspired yeah. yeah okay sorry inspirational um but basically we were talking in the interview and they they said like what is like you know one of the biggest misconceptions with you and like how people see you or whatever and i think for me especially with social media the the thing that like has driven me crazy and it's an it's sad because it's mostly women who do this that mm-hmm. they judge so much other women. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, you know, they look at my page, they see all this traveling I'm doing and they automatically <laughs> assume that it, a man was behind it. That, you know, the only way, the only reason why I'm traveling is because a man paid for it or I'm an escort or, <laughs> you know, I've got to be putting out to, to, to get this kind of life. And it's fucking ridiculous. Um, we and, it's jobs. Di- and it's disgusting <laughs> that it's mostly it, not disgusting, but it's sad. And this is something that I would, I would like to change and, and show that like you can do you can do it on your own. <laughs> just because I'm not sharing my job on there doesn't mean I don't have one. <laughs> just because, you know what I mean? Just because I'm not showing you pictures of me at work doesn't mean I'm not working. And that's the thing that people need to understand. You're not going to see everything that's going on in people's lives. You're just going to see what they want to show. And yes, I show a lot of me traveling and yes, I travel a lot, but I work my ass off so that I can have the money and the funds and the flexibility to do so. And it's not fair that especially women out there are trying to take this these things away from other women really you should be motivated and inspired to get out there and do it yourself and mm-hmm. do it on your own because this is me telling you and showing you that you can um if you want to and i know there are a lot of women out there that do you know accept things from men or, or, or do things in order to get it and yes those type of women exist um and to each their own but um, not I everybody don't judge, is one of them but not everybody is one of them and 
and it really comes down to just women changing their views on other women. Like really, we are such strong, amazing beings, powerful people that if we were just stuck together and supported one another, we wouldn't be living in a quote unquote man's world. Yeah. Um, it's a man's world because men have created it that way. And, and they, and when it comes to beauty and women have allowed them to, right. And we've allowed them to. So really right now, this is about us re regaining our voices. And, um, hopefully this can be the beginning of a movement just to show you ladies that, we are very open, um, loving women, and we are accepting of other women, and we just want to see everyone around us doing good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We're not hoes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing something strange for some extra change, <laughs> turning tricks for some fucking flights. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. That's nuts, but... We do it on our own. I mean, think about it. When you see somebody posting something, like, three weeks in between or whatever, like, say they're traveling once a month, like we did last year, basically, what do you think we're doing for those other, like, 25 days of the month? Like, just sitting at home, like, twiddling our thumbs, waiting for some guy to come by and be like, yo, you want to go on a trip? Like, no. (laughs) We're working, we're doing what we got to do, and then we go and we have fun. Like, work hard, play hard, and that's, like, a motto that I've lived by since 2008. Yeah, I mean, I've had (laughs) probably before that, but really realized it since 2008, so. I've been working since I was 16. I've had two, three jobs at a time No, I've been working since that, but I'm saying, like, after I was sick and everything, like, I really realized is like I'm gonna work my ass off and I'm gonna do what I want to do and like travel and party and like and live life yeah just go hard like power of now yeah to, <laughs> to in every aspect of life like go hard or go like, home yeah go hard go <laughs> home like why else would you be doing it like if you're not gonna give it your all then why are you doing it in whatever it is that you're doing you know yeah and I've had like people you know say oh you inspire me or you know you know like I I I want to do what you're doing one day or like, how do you travel on all this stuff? And I just always tell them like, if I can do it, so can you, I'm not doing anything that you can't do either. You just have to do it and you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get out of your own way and you have to get out of your own mind and you have to like stop living in fear because fear is also an emotion that we've created ourselves. Like it's your mind creates that. Um, And it's good to think that way, but if you don't even want to take it that deep, like, I just had this conversation at work, and it's just, like, you know, you see all these people, it's just, like, oh, man, I, like, working, like, crazy just to pay off my car note, just so you could have, like, the nicest car, or, like, have the nicest clothes, or, like, the new bag, or whatever it is, and I I was telling this girl at work, and I was just, like, I don't value that shit, like, do I want to look nice when I go out and presentable? Absolutely, but But H&M can do that (laughs) Forever 21 can do it for me, Marshalls can do it for me, like... I don't need to have the latest and greatest. Like, I have a fucking hoopty. I don't care. I don't value the car that I drive to work in every day. I value the flight that I'm about to take to, like, Europe and, like, see the world. Yeah. Like, you know, so you just got to think about what you value. If that's what you value, cool. Like, that's that's fine. That's you. But don't then go and hate on other people or be like, how is she doing this? How are they doing? Not even she, anybody. How are they doing this? How are they doing that? When really it just comes down to what you value in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I'm not going to look at anybody and be like, damn, how did you get that like I know exactly how people get the things they have they work for it and they get it I mean most people anyways but and then and if I wanted that I know how I would get it but I don't want to spend my money 
on that. Like I want to spend my money on traveling and eating good and doing good things and that kind of stuff. So I don't need all like the material stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. So that's important to understand also. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to sit down and figure out what you value. If you re- if you sit down and you're like, damn, I really want to go on this trip, but I really want these shoes, like, what's more important to you? Or I really want this dope apartment in Manhattan, Yeah. so I'm going to pay X okay. amount of rent, but then I'm not going to be able <laughs> to, to ever do anything. Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I don't really, yeah. I'm, I mean, I have this, I love my apartment. It's in Brooklyn. It's exactly where it needs to be. I'm close enough. I'm far enough. But I'm not, like, kicking my ass every month trying to make rent and, or, and living paycheck to paycheck. You yeah. got to make cuts in areas that don't really matter. Like you can't take this shit with you when you're gone. You can't take your car. You can't take your house. You can't take your Louis Vuittons. You can't take your beautiful bag, but you are going to have the memories of the experiences that you've lived and the moments that you did what you loved. And yeah. (laughs) Damn, we keep getting deep for no reason. Sorry guys. (laughs) This happens though, but you know, this is real. And I I want people to see that this is actually the shit we talk about. We don't sit around and we don't gossip, but we don't talk about other people or what so-and-so is doing. Yeah. Like this is real shit. Like, yeah, real conversations. But we will be talking about sex and (laughs) we will be talking about eggplant, hashtag eggplant Fridays. (laughs) Fridays. (laughs) And yeah, um, and we'll have stuff for the fellas too. Like we don't want, you know, we want to Yeah, guys, I'll let you know exactly what I like. Like it. <laughs> you're ridiculous um yeah we want to appeal to like men women young old like well i don't know not too young because we might talk about some crazy shit but <laughs> you know Basically, what i mean we're not out here trying to be feminists okay um we are all about what's right is right what's wrong it's wrong yeah what's good is good no matter who you are yeah so that's really it um, so yeah, here's a little taste of, you know, our, our no filter podcast, K N O W filter. Um, we will be talking candidly as you know, you might've already noticed yeah. unapologetically, no filter. We're not putting no filter on our, our thoughts or anything. So Damn, you know, I was thinking about that. And I'm really excited about it, but I feel like I'm going to have to be apologizing to my family a lot. <laughs> what? Because, like, I know it's going to get in their hands, and it's just like, I don't know, we're talking about sex and stuff. Like, that's going to be, like, an interesting conversation to have when we get to that point. I'm not mad about it, but yeah. I'm just saying, you know? I mean, yeah, of course. There's like... definitely things that we're going to be talking on here that it's... we don't really want our parents to hear, but, you, you know, know, it's it going to be out in the world. Once it's on the internet, it's out there. And, like, there's been times where, like, I'll post a picture or something thing and my mom will say something i'm just like but how do you know that like mm-hmm. you're not even on facebook she's not on social media at all neither like, is my mom but she sees everything yeah so moms be knowing they always <laughs> know but that's also another thing it's like we're getting older and and it is what it is you if you're you just gotta be you yeah you know what i mean and you just own up to it and i'm ready for the conversations that may come or arise after this you know, podcasts and the things yeah. we might be talking about, but like, it is what it is. I am who I am. You are who you are. And life goes on. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited. Our, so our ultimate goal <laughs> is to get our moms <laughs> to like stay away from podcasts. Oh, that's not what I was going to say at all. <laughs> I was going to say to smoke weed. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So both of our moms have fibromyalgia. Yeah. And, and my have, mom has lupus also. And I've been like for years, you know, we both smoke <laughs> weed or whatever. And for years, like 
My mom just found out that I smoked. I finally told my mom like a, a, like a year or two ago, and it was like a big deal. She just didn't understand it. And now I'm finally getting her to like be okay with the idea of trying medical marijuana for herself because there's no cure for fibromyalgia. Um, and it's basically, it's a, it's a widespread chronic pain throughout your body that they cannot even figure out why or how yeah, it and happens. And there's treatment, but it's not... It's just not efficient. And Morgan Freeman is actually, he's a, he has fibromyalgia and has been an activist about, um, about legalizing marijuana. But Patty and I are both moving to LA in June. And uh, my mom has finally agreed to, once I move out there, to come out there and try a little bit of medical marijuana and see if it makes her feel better. So now the next thing is trying to get Patty's mom Maybe on once board. your mom does it, I they'll so. call each other and like talk about it. I don't know. About that. <laughs> they'll call each other and talk about no, it. No, I know that. Remember that time I thought your mom didn't speak English? <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's the next task. Trying to get these women who thought like marijuana was the source of the devil, very religious mothers. Yeah, like I'm Dominican, I'm Spanish, I got an old school Spanish mom. And I'm Lebanese. And yeah, yeah, so they're like, you know, well, we're super strict and like crazy and growing up, and you know, they have all those old school notions about like drugs and alcohol and. All that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a journey and a process to try to get them to understand. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you smoke weed out there, too, <laughs> if you're listening, and you want to get your parents to understand. So maybe we can all figure it out together. Yeah. You yeah. know, it'll be, it'll be a joint effort. I mean, it just comes down to educating them. They just yeah. don't, they don't, they don't really know. They're not as, you know, in touch with technology and you know, yeah. all the information that's out yeah. there so I mean my biggest argument when I had the conversation with my mom was she's like you're it's ruining your brain it's doing this it's doing that and I had cancer so like I mean I haven't done a shitload of research but like from the medical standpoint and from like a patient standpoint it it does help it really does help and it does help pain and, and all different types of um symptoms whatever so we had this conversation and then my biggest argument was i mean to put it out there i've had a dwi i've gotten in little fender benders from drinking and driving or like just done really stupid shit when i'm drinking and so my biggest argument is if you want to be mad about me doing something some kind of drug like you should be upset about me drinking right because i've gotten in more trouble and had more issues from drinking than i have from ever smoking oh my weed. god we could totally <laughs> that. i mean alcohol is just we it's can totally crazy. get into it it's it i mean alcohol at the end of the day it's you can die of alcohol poisoning you cannot die from marijuana alcoholism is the only disease or like drug or whatever that you can die from withdrawal of it yeah like heroin crack crystal meth like pain medications painkillers whatever like all that stuff you'll relapse and have bath bad withdrawal yeah you like you, but it. you can detox like alcohol when you if you are detoxing from it like there is a strong possibility that you could die from it and that is insane and i don't think a lot of people know that or realize it no it's no it's a much more deadlier drug and it, it impairs your your, your judgment your so judgment much more. so so much more yeah, like and weed like, makes you a little bit slower your short-term memory is a little not but there's there also the differences between thc and c and yeah, C yeah yeah cbd yeah i mean when you really get into it there's a difference but just just the general public's notion of right. marijuana like right. and alcohol 
yeah, it's it's just crazy. It really is crazy, and it's sad. Um, like I actually talked about this. Like, you, okay, you you have an age on on the time that someone can buy alcohol. You're 21. Mm-hmm. I go into a liquor store at 21. How come there's no type of regulation on how much alcohol I can purchase? No. Like you're basically, I'm entering a place I'm where there's there buying every where bottle. there's, there's <laughs> this substance that could ultimately kill me. Yeah, and I can buy magnums of vodka and go home and nobody's going to know how much of it I'm consuming yeah. at 21, yeah, but it's okay up. for me to purchase it. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, basically whatever. We all know weed is going to be legal within the next, let's say five years. At least. Seven to 10. Uh, Across the U.S., every state. Yeah. Well, yeah. And but, the federal level, 10 to 15. But it's happening. Yeah. Um, it's happening and there's actually, uh, this this group of women who are coming together to empower women in the cannabis industry it's called we grow um they have i know this yeah i sent you i sent you the the link i said i want to go to one of their emails oh okay sorry one of their emails one of their meetings i probably didn't really read it through yeah basically it's called (laughs) we grow they've uh they've come together it's in a networking um group that'll help you get into the business, the cannabis industry, because now a lot of people are being able to open up these businesses in the places where it is, where it is legal. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to hit that up. Sounds really dope. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we are, that's it. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of awkward pauses, a lot of awkward moments. We have ADD, like nobody's business. So it'll be, there might be a lot of jumps in where we go in subjects and topics, but we're just kind of down. Yeah. We're kind of just, we want you to feel like you're just sitting here with us. Right. Just with our conversations and And we'll have friends joining us and we want to have like other inspirational people out there doing dope shit that we, that can come on and help, you know, inspire us and, and, and you. Yeah. Um, so, and as the time goes on, and as we make more, we, we want your feedback. We want to mm-hmm. know what you want to hear us talking about mm-hmm. and, um, you know, any questions that you may have. And this is just, this is, we're, this is for fun. We're starting, you know, we're doing this for fun. We're doing this, just get shit off our chest. And like, you know, if there's something that we care about and want to get onto the world, hopefully we have people, at least, you know, like five people that listen to us. <laughs> Shout out to you five people. (laughs) And then you guys. basically the reform Lindsay Adam, (laughs) our closest friends. And then you guys can take it and talk about other people. We can have a little domino effect. So, you know, hopefully it works out. But yeah, thank you for listening. If you actually stayed and listened up until this moment, we do a lot of talking. Um, And yeah, we're about to pop this bottle of rosé to celebrate our first episode. Uh, no filter, K N O W. Um, and we'll talk to you guys. Bye. did this but I guess it was because of all of the venting I was doing (laughs) please excuse that you guys um shit got really deep but I felt like I had to get a lot of the wanted misconceptions out of the way and now we can talk about the real shit but I just have to say that I definitely messed up the name of that organization um it is not called we grow (laughs) 
I don't know how I said that twice. The organization, this awesome, awesome organization is called Women Grow. And it is the organization that is around to empower women and educate them so that they can make some solid business connections and um, just network within the uh, cannabis industry and start educating them and and giving us opportunities in this uh, world that is about to open up to a lot of people. So uh, yeah, Women Grow, check them out. They have meetings um, that you can go to and learn more about what they what they do. Um, all right, I guess that's all. <laughs> Bye guys.